0: Yo
1: what's good? Back the fuck again with another episode.
0: Episode 29 for y'all real quick. 29. This is the Blom Blom Podcast. Ah, We back in the building. Round of applause for everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to everybody who's listening, who's Mm -hmm. been listening holding it down, all my entrepreneurs out there making moves, yes. I see y'all doing y'all thing, we gonna tag y'all up, that you nice. know, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Blom RG. Blom Podcast, hey, Facebook up? coming up. Yo, a couple things coming up, yo. Word.
1: A lot of shit is on the horizon.
0: Word. As we slide into another month, October's coming up, it's mm-hmm. fall season, so it's time for the hoodies and tims yes. and shit. You know what time it is?
1: <laughs> Grimy season. You no know, hoodies and fucking tims, yo, man. Be careful watching somebody with a fucking hoodie. You never know. You can fit a lot of shit <laughs> in a fucking hoodie. Word you up! Know, just be careful. Word up!
0: Be careful in this hoodie season. This tim season. Word. You don't mm. want to get, you know, Timberland imprints across the forehead for disrespecting. <laughs> Word. Nah, that shit already. Don't want to get stomped the fuck out. Word. So we back at it again, and as you see, today we're gonna touch base on Fat Joe, Fat which Joe. we feel like is a straight up New York legend, New uh, York a hip hop legend who don't, legend. Who don't really get the recognition that he deserves. So this is a salute to Fat mm-hmm. Joe, real quick,
1: soldier. For sure, for sure. It's like the Bronx, New York. BX, yo. You know, the BX, you know, I always throw y'all X's up no matter where y'all go. Or so, get definitely shine love to the BX. Word it's up. like with with when it comes to like hip hop, rap music, as compared to other genres, it's the most popular music right. and the most like rated genre by its fans. So it's like you listen to other kinds of music, rock and roll, pop music, mm-hmm. whatever, electronic, dance, all this kind of shit. It's like everybody has their fans. But I feel like when it comes to rap, it's all about where you stand in the rap game. True. Where your, where your lyrics take you, where your creation takes you, your creativity, your sound, your flow, all that that makes up the artist where you stand, like, what's your status, like, and it's different levels in in rap, like, you could be underground, you could be streaming, True. you don't need to be, like, on a radio, you could be touring, you could be everywhere. Right. And it's, and it's like, when it comes to somebody, at least to me, like, Fat Joe, who's been in this rap shit, going on 30 years, Woo! Yeah. To always be able to, like, stay relevant, That's and, That's a fact put out songs that hit the charts, work with the top artists and producers and work around and amongst legends right. that that solidifies like his status.
0: That's a fact, yo. And you know, we behind the scenes we we're talking earlier about the camaraderie that came with Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's known for making a lot of collaborations and you can see the lineup like Just Alone on Just Blaze, which is, oh my God, a fire song, which we're going to get into yeah. after we talk about the strain. Mm-hmm. But you have examples of that. He, he can collaborate with Jennifer Lopez. He can Jay collaborate way. with anybody in the game and make a hit Yo, and always real. find his way on the charts. Like... It's just weird to me that he's not really put up on that type of pedestal. It's like it's like it's like like you said, Chan, like you had a mm. discussion the other day with with somebody, and they talked about you know which which rappers are on top or whatever the case may be and you would mention someone and then they would like try to shit on them as if they ain't whole shit down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just weird to me because Fat Joe covers all bases. Like, he can yeah. give you, you know, he can give you gutter Bronx shit. Mm-hmm. That, that gutter hip hop shit. Yep. He can give you some smooth on the island pina colada shit. Yep. He can give you that straight up Grown man advice, relationship type shit. Yeah, yeah. Fat Joe covers all bases. He can hit you with a club song
1: in a second. Yo, some radio shit in a fucking second in his sleep,
0: to be honest. Word. It's so effortless how he does things. So, you know, we we, we just got to pinpoint certain people, you Mm -hmm. know, certain artists that are also legends, even though, you know, they might have been forgotten for whatever reason because artists evolve. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, music is not always the main goal. It might have been the route to take you where you needed to go because, like, he even said on a song with Big L, like, he owned several businesses. Yeah. Like, you know, all that street shit is to the side. You know, he's doing the music thing, but you also got to flex because at the end of the day... The record company is not always going to give you what you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to go get it. You got to go hustle. And from him being in the streets, he learned about the hustle. And he hustled the game pretty well. You know, he's doing his thing. My man always looking sharp. Yo. His name is not in any fucking controversy or none of that type of bullshit. Fat Joe's a soldier, man.
1: Yeah. He been definitely been holding down New York. Word. Holding down the fucking South, too, because if you think about it, Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, is from Miami. Right. And he did mad shit in Atlanta, and he repped the South and helped bring out South rappers. Right. But who put on DJ Khaled? Fat Joe. Who? Used to be his DJ and produce songs for him. Right. And then Fat Joe did a lot of fucking... Miami shit, and here we are, right. It's a whole like tree that comes from like his like creativity and his like thinking of like being able to work with other people, right. And a lot of rappers are like very selfish, they don't want to work with other people and shit. so it kind of, it's like he's really been a factor for several decades and regions of music, right. And we gonna get into the we get into the strain first. True that. To get true back. that. A more. Yo,
0: you know this anytime anytime we have a discussion, you know it's, it's always lit. So you know we just bringing that shit right to y'all. But we gonna talk about this orange cookie strain real yeah. quick, which is a cross between the orange juice strain, which is um a sativa dominant. And Girl Scout Cookies, mm. which is a hybrid. So naturally, you know, this strain is a hybrid. And we're going to get into the effects real quick. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, you know, hitting this, you're going to want to be in a nice chill mode. Mm-hmm. So this will definitely get you relaxed. If you are in a bad mood or you need something to bring you up, this will definitely make you happy and uplifted. Yeah. Straight up. You also can't forget Euphoric. Euphoric. Straight like that. And this is also a good strain to get a nice creative buzz. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, especially if you're an artist and you might get a little stuck or you want to try to look at something else from a different angle. Even when it comes to writing. Like, if, you, if, you, if you're a lyricist, you just get some lyrics that's just flowing off the top of your head. You might want to write them down off of the string. Yeah. So Orange Cookies is definitely a great strain that'll keep you nice and relaxed and it'll put you in the right frame of mind to do what you need to do. Now, Professor Chang, yo, yo, yo. can we get the medicinal
1: benefits From this stream Yo. From the orange cookies Holla at me Now It's gonna sound redundant But I say this shit every podcast Word up you Take a look around Not literally But within yourself mm. Do you feel stressed Or depressed Well hit that orange fucking cookies Woo. Cause it's gonna help deal with those sad and low issues. That's a, a lot fact. of times shit happens in life that we can't control, and it gets us a little stressed or depressed. So orange cookies will definitely pick you back up. It has that happiness effect as well. Facts. Another thing, which you can find often with marijuana, the cannabis medicinal side, pain. Woo! That definitely helps if you if you're hurt in any way or. Dealing with any pain, a headache. You don't have to take a ibuprofen or Tylenol or something. Hit this orange cookies. Facts. Another medicinal effect. Lack of appetite. Woo. Yo. You might get the munchies. I definitely got the munchies. Hell yeah. Busting up some <laughs> Doritos right now. <laughs> but yo, it helps you with the lack of appetite. And lastly... Fatigue. Woo. Now, this is a string that uplifts you, so that it helps your stress and depression and euphoric. It does make you happy, but it That's does also fact. help with fatigue. Fatigue doesn't necessarily mean, like, tired. You could just have, like, low energy. That's a fact. Or you don't have, like, the, like the will to kind of, like, do certain things. Mm. So you can have, like, a fatigue in a sense. And that's why on the, on the effect side, you get uplifted. It can definitely trigger a way out of your fatigue issues. And that's a fact. Yo, shout out to the medicinal <laughs> Yo, side. the medicinal side. It's, it's
0: all good. Like, if you're having a long week, mm-hmm. and you get your hands on some orange cookies, man, roll that shit up, Word. light it, hit that shit, and relax your mind, and get ready to get some shit done. Mm. Fucking orange cookies. And every time with the herb, you know you got some side effects. So make sure you keep a lot of water around. This will give you dry mouth, dry eyes, get some eye drops for that, or just throw Word. on some shades. Um, so, Say you might get a little dizzy spell, but that's from being so uplifted and euphoric. Word. Anxious and paranoid depends if you're prone to that. You might feel that a little bit, but I just feel really calm and fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking orange cookies, man. Orange cookies definitely put me in a better mood than I was before. Woo! And with
0: its name, of course, you know it tastes it tastes like like an orange cookie if you ever had an orange cookie, which hence the name orange cookies come mm. from, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's very delicious. It's a nice, smooth smoke. Ain't going to te- hit your chest too hard. But, you know, take your time. Take some pulls. Let us see how it Burn. hits you 20 minutes. If you want to go higher, go higher. Just take your time. <laughs> and you'll be quite all right. Orange fucking cookies. Orange cookies. Orange cookies. Orange cookies. It's a great strain to have, yo. That's a fact. Get your hands on that man blaze that shit up because Word. Word. it's very tasty and it's very smooth but back to fat Joe yeah you know what I'm saying um one thing I admired about fat Joe like we we mentioned earlier about the camaraderie things is the um is the features that he had or that he appeared on mm-hmm. like. Fat Joe had a mood for everything. Like, he had songs with Jennifer Lopez that made you feel like you want to just chill or, you know, talk about. It showed how vulnerable he was. Yeah. And how he felt about his wife, his significant other and shit like that.
1: J-Lo's a big artist. Yep.
0: Big international artist. And he always keeps that Latin flair in his music and combines it so well with the gritty New York scene. Hmm. Like, he even made songs with R&B people. Like, he even got a song with Chris Brown that he recently made. And it's like, his style just transcends time. Yeah. It's like, anytime you you, you hear Fat Joe on a track with somebody, you know it's gonna be a banger. Yeah. And it's certified.
1: And I, I like the, I like the trajectory of his if his rap career that's still going on right. because he came out in the early '90s and he's worked with like legend legendary artists and producers right from the gate since he came out right like he's worked with like DJ Premier like, right. Lord Fime, Lord Finesse the OC like DRTC obviously like. Right. These are cats who had, who was crushing in the 90s, like top of the game in the 90s. Right. L.L., Prodigy, like, just go back and look up old Fat Joe's songs. Like, Word work up. with Puffy early, because that's around the time everybody's trying to get that good, that bad boy sound and shit like that. Right. So you go from, like, peop, like those type of artists and producers that are, like, kind of, like, Rappy rap. Like the... Like the... the Underground shit or the boom bap. Yeah. So he he definitely had his foot in like that boom bap era. True And then it's like you transition through time and like rap change and the music change. But he always was able to flow with the way that shit changed. Like... Seamlessly. Seamlessly.
0: And that's that's like something that you gotta really highlight (laughs) real quick. Yeah.
1: Like... How is it, just in general, like forget Fat Joe or anybody who's been in a rap game for more than 20 years, and how is it possible Mm. that a person can be bad, like even in general as a job, how is a person, a person can be bad (laughs) at their job, but be at their job for like 20, 25, 27 years, like it's impossible, like you're, and it's not like he coasts, because we said this earlier, it's like anytime he want to make something that's for the charts or for the radio, he can. Right. Like his like first album he had a song that was number one on, on the Billboard rap charts. And every single album he had a song that either charted or was playing on the radio or both. Because mm. second album debuted at Billboard at number seven on the two hundred, number two at the on the hip hop album, when gold. Like he, any fucking time he's had shit with like Ja Rule and Ashanti. Word, what's love? We don't really fuck with R. Kelly, but yes, like, so all R. Kelly. Like, hey, like, he had a bunch of shit. Tony Sunshine, and it's like, Woo! yo, we would not know who Tony Sunshine was if it wasn't for Fat Joe. At I'm not not trying to be disrespectful, but like he had Tony Sunshine somebody that he was signed to or signed to him Mm. on some of his like big songs. Exactly. And even with that, like, he's progressing and grow and growing through the years and still remaining like an artist that you know is gonna be able to drop and at least chart and go on the radio. And he didn't even need to use other big artists he was able to generate the shit himself or use his own people for a lot of his tracks and that's very important too like he definitely
0: you know held Terror Squad together yeah you know what I'm saying shout out to Terror Squad like underrated and just like you said with with Tony Sunshine you know Cuban Lynx you know rest in peace to pun you know what I'm saying one of the illest lyrics is. It's like the the, the flow and the cadence yeah. that they were able to pull off when they were on tracks together. The chemistry that they had is it, it was just unbelievable. Like yeah. they had they, they they solidified their own spot in New York City and on 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 the rap scene. Like any type of scene you want to put them in, yeah. they held it down for you. Know, and they put the Bronx on the map. Yeah. And they kept it because you know anybody look up hip hop you see it started in the Bronx. Yeah. So you know they wanted to keep it going and let niggas know like yo this is what it is right here. This is the Mecca. So we got to represent and we got to make sure that we're not forgotten. And yo you really got
1: to give them props for yeah. doing that shit. <laughs> got to give them fucking props because it's like D.I.T.C. is a legendary hip-hop group. Whether, it's like, there's no argument about that. You got Big L, you got O.C., you got Fat Joe. Yup. And everybody knows, like, O.C. wasn't like a crazy big artist, but do your research and you'll see the tracks that he was on. Word. Fucking bars, because spit, like, legendary. Facts Terror Squad Another legendary group Facts Like So Fine Big Pun And we all Know Rest in peace The level of where Pun was at Right And Even Remy who, Through Pun It's like Ooh. You recognize Khaled Like you recognize Like the greatness Around you Right And it kind of shows To his personality It was like Yo you see the greatness around you, promote them or collab or work together right. and, give, and empower them so that way they can be successful and cement themselves. Because you see other times with a lot of other artists who also either have a group or run a label, but they're artists, they tend to put themselves first yeah, and they don't really empower the other people that they sign or or collab with. Right, it kind of feels like a hierarchy, like fat, like not naming names, but like this person's at the top and everybody else is under and and so on and so forth. But right. it's like the people that he signed or was in a in a group with, it's almost as if he put them on the same level. Right, like and there that's was fucking yeah. Go ahead, hell. yeah. But there's more members of Terror Squad, of course, and not everybody panned out, but. We still was able to see like a Tony Sunshine right. and like a Cuban Lynx at, at, during those times. So it's like there's so many artists on to labels where you, you only see like one or two. But for some reason, when you are around Fat Joe, you also get elevated as the group does and how he does. Word up. It's like they
0: was on some side-by-side side shit. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't like, oh, I'm the boss and... Y'all the slaves and y'all got to do everything I say type shit. It was like, nah, if you going to shoot, we going to shoot type shit. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. (sighs) Loyalty type shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can always respect that because anytime you're you're, you're moving as a group and and, and you're doing a function, you want to turn into a movement, it's, you know, loyalty is really important. Mm -hmm. And, you know... He, had to, he has to be the glue to hold everybody together and keep that shit tight. So, you got to have that vision at the same time for everybody. Word. So, you know, everybody's able to flex and blossom and bloom the way they're supposed to. And sometimes they don't always work out. But at the end of the day, when you keep it real, yeah. you can
1: sleep better at night. That's a fact. People sleeping on that and it's like... Even even with that, to add on to that, it's like it's funny how we were talking about earlier, mm. how Fat Joe is one of the few artists to survive a rap beef with Fifty Cent. Oh, word! <laughs> and that should automatically make him a legend himself. Because you normally don't come back from beef with Fifty. Exactly. At one, at one point, Fifty was like Fat Joe's career is over. Right. And he had like that that fake funeral on like YouTube on yeah. like. I forgot where it was like YouTube was somewhere He had like a fake funeral For Fat Joe <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious Because we all know How 50 Cent get Word And Look now like You could even argue And say Fat Joe At this moment in time Is more relevant musically Musically Right Than 50 Cent is Like He's still Like I just heard A new Fat Joe song On the radio The other day <laughs> Smirking. so it's so it's like working it's like i'm not trying to like make an argument on his behalf but it's like if you if you give the logic that you apply to other rappers like why not apply it to to Fat Joe like almost right. every album of his has produced a song that has been played on the radio or at least on billboard charts exactly like Jose had a couple joints had the joint with R. Kelly. It had the What's Love with Ashanti. Two joints. I think What's Love was was nominated for a Grammy. I I, I think I saw that. Like, he definitely has credentials to cement his legacy as a legend. Right. Now, it's like, he may not have, like, the prototypical, prototype, classic album right. but he has a legendary career to make him a legend because there's people who have one classic album and that's it and you never hear from them again. Right, right. Period. Like, yeah, at they have all. a classic album but where they at? Right. Or this? There's, there's, there's people who have never had a solo album like, like Andre 3000. He's like, Outkast, to me, is a legendary group. Both of them. Yes. But a lot of people rate Andre 3000 as an artist on, like, they top 10 or 15. hmm And he's never had an album by himself. Right. Like, they, it's always been an Outkast album. So, it's like, I accept that he's a top lyricist, but at the same time, because he's a top lyricist, y'all automatically get from legend status... Alone, without saying outcast. You old, like a lot of people say Andre three thousand, like they don't say outcast. Right. I like. All right, cool. I'm not gonna argue that, but whatever you feel is what a lot of people feel. Okay, cool. So if you could do that, why can't that be done for Fat Joe? Like he may not have the same kind of flow or creativity as Andre three thousand or a lot of other artists, but. He's his own shit. Exactly. Like, he represents the Bronx, like you said. Like, exactly. New York shit. And it's not, it's not like whack. He's, he's, it's hood shit, like rob you in, in the fucking right. alley shit, or some grown man shit, or some love shit, or a fucking club banger whenever he wants, or some radio shit, whenever the fuck he wants. Exactly. Like, like for example, when he came back with
0: Lean Back. Yo. Oh, my God. Yo. That was... The fucking summer anthem mm-hmm. for anywhere. It, could, mm-hmm. it, it don't matter where the fuck you are. You could be in Miami, mm-hmm. you could be in Atlanta, New York for sure. Yo. Every summer, it was like for, for for like five summers straight, you hearing "Lean Back" play. Yep. In somebody's car system, you hearing it play when you go out to a club or a lounge or yep. whatever. When they trying to get get the shit popping again you know what I'm saying and not only that he elevated from lean back to all the way up Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like he came with that same triumphant energy on a higher level now so you see where you see the level that Fat Joe is on Mm -hmm. it's like okay I don't care to be rated this that and the third but check my track record yeah you know what I'm saying Check my shit. Like, I got anthems. Mm-hmm. Like, I could spit. I was, I was in a cypher with Nas, Jadakiss, Raekwon. John like, Blaze. John Blaze shit. Like, <laughs> who the fuck sat there and decided to get all these people together mm-hmm. and make this record for the fuck of it? And every last artist on that track held their own shit. Nobody
1: shit was whack. And that's how crazy it and is. And every single one of them is a fucking hip hop legend. Yo. That's
0: a- <laughs> That's crazy. And it's like to you know, to even have an argument with somebody who wants to talk about, you know, music or or hip hop in general, rap or whatever, you know, you can't really Sit there and compare apples and oranges. Yeah. Because here you have artists who are cemented in the game, who are in the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You want to compare them to, you know, people who don't even, who are not even a lasting memory. Ah. You know, an uh, artist. Let um, I me. Mean, I'm sorry, not an artist. A rapper, you know, who's only going to be here for a blink of an eye. You know, you can't compare, you know, legends to pawns. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. Like, we not even talking about a king piece. Because even a king can be a pawn. You know what I'm saying? You talking about a legend. Like, this, this, this person don't even have to break a sweat to do anything. Word. You know what I'm saying? You cannot compare those two together. And you got to give props when props is due. Yeah. It's like, it's like that's why we got to have these episodes to like let people know like you got to sit there and view things as a whole before a you whole. start running your mouth yeah. about things that you may not know about. And the first thing they want to run to, like we discussed earlier, is oh, what was the last joint they put out and how long ago it was. Listen, music is timeless. Yeah. Great music is timeless. Um, so you going to say that you're not going to listen to or, or you're going to rate Bob Marley in a different sense to, to, to a XYZ artist mm-hmm. from now and then go and argue what's the last joint Bob Marley put out. Oh, His music is legendary. Like right. This shit is timeless. Right. You cannot compare legends to pawns on that shit. Because, just like I said, some people, they come here, they here for a blink of an eye. Yep. You want to be hot for a second, you know, and then not saying no names, but turn into a snitch. Yeah. What happened to all of a sudden, <laughs> you repping all this crazy shit, and, and, and you know, you want to take over the rap scene, you taking shots at legends... You know, and now you want to stand running your mouth, hmm. talking about, you know, hmm. you know, you, you, you just a spot. when you got real people in real situations who grew up in real hoods talking about their shit and you want to disrespect it. You know, everybody knows a key thing in the hood to not be a rat yeah. because, you know, everything is against us. So you're going to rat on your brother and shit like that. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different vibe. But it connects because these are the kind of people that some of y'all people mm-hmm. get wrapped up with. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to praise these little new people who come up who ain't about shit. You know, y'all want to compare them to people who ain't got to do shit. Musically ever again. You can't do that. Like you can't. It's asinine. Yeah. That's like to say, all right, well, let's see. Mighty mouse is better than a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> okay. Sure. A lot of a lot of kids watch Mighty Mouse. They like Mighty Mouse, but look at fucking Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is a shit, is a cartoon. You would never have to make another Mickey Mouse cartoon ever, ever again, again for that shit to make money or to have its presence known. Yeah. And that's the point that I'm just trying to make.
1: <laughs> yeah. This fucking orange cookies got me ah. looking at shit at mad different yeah. perspectives. That's yo, that and that's a fire perspective, because like once you Cement your status in anything you do. There comes a time where it's like, at least if everything works well right. and everything, all things considered, and that shit is flowing, right? Everybody wants to get to a point where they could just sit back and be so great at their craft that they don't need to do the most to stay relevant, right? Or to stay available. True. You do you, you do your shit with honor. You do you do your shit the right way. Woo, honor. Uh, you gonna fucking be where you wanna be, and you could kick your feet up and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just go to the studio, just make a song, and this shit's gonna be on the radio tomorrow." Word like, up. <laughs> <laughs> not that many artists could do that. Exactly. So, like, can can Ja Rule do that? I'm not trying to diss nobody, but I don't Word. think Ja Rule who a lot of people consider like a legend or at least one of the top artists of his time mhm i don't think he do that i don't think LL Cool could do that and i fucking love LL Cool J mm. and he's a fucking legend but if LL Cool who might be around the same age as Fat Joe right if he was like i'm going to go i'm going to go to the studio and make a song right i don't know if they are going to play this shit on the radio the next day mm. like there's a number of artists who are Legends in the game, who may not have that kind of like pull or that creativity, because Fat Joe is a person who has evolved himself over time so mm. much. So he has that ability to listen and has <sighs> an ear to evolve to shit. And he and he can use the same artists that and producers he used before. He could still use Cool and Dre and Remy Ma, and still make a song that gets played on the radio or gets on Billboard, which, to me, is fucking crazy for a person whose first album was in 1993. Mm. Not a lot of fucking people could drop out, is it, around, who's out in 1993. And that's true. Like, real talk. I fucking love the Wu-Tang Clan. I fucking love Ghostface. Word. Ghostface has consistently drop albums and I hear none of his shit on the radio right so it's definitely a talent in itself that you have an ability to be able to mold and evolve over time and work with artists who are current and also still have like your style and your flow and everything that makes you who you are and right. still be able to just drop shit. Right. Like, Fire. Like how? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how? And 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 it just shows like he, he has the freedom to move how he wanna move. Mm-hmm. You know? Like he wasn't he wasn't playing when he's saying he he's reaching his Don status. Yeah. The like, Don Cartagena shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like anybody could could sit back and just you can just go back and just listen. Like, find a stream streaming app mm-hmm. and search Fat Joe and just just hit the hit the play button. And you got some essentials on there. It, it'll it'll take you back and forth through time, and you can hear how how well he polished himself mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. an all round artist to tap into every sense of the, 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 the musical side of the hip hop. Yeah. Because you have so many different facets. You have so many different approach approach methods. Like you have the storytelling. You have um just using you know wordplay. You have um you know you just have these different methods of approaching you you know you want to get a message across in your songs. Um just so many different things, and he incorporates that, and you can just go and listen and hear everything. Cause, truth be told, this orange cookies it yeah. got me leaning to the side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but one of the one of the one of the effects of the strain is talkative, That's so it's truth. a good strain for for this type of episode and and to have a conversation, mm-hmm. a good conversational piece. Like, and I like Angry Fat Joe. That's my favorite Fat Joe. Yo, he don't play. Because there's Angry Fat Joe. There's like comical Fat Joe. Which I miss. Like we were saying how we miss that in in the music. Oh, like right. Dude, like dudes just having fun and shit. Right. And there's Fat Joe when he want to... I like Angry Fat Joe because he tends to get a little bit more clever and lyrical. Right. There's like... The ladies' man, Fat Joe. Like, there's different... Like, what Fat Joe do you want to listen to? Because he has... Like like you said, he covers all bases. Like, right. I like on the Loyalty album, he got Take a Look at My Life. Woo! When he started
0: th- off. Oh, Yo, my
1: God. <laughs> That's one of the songs that y'all need to go listen to if you ever have your doubts about Joey Crack. Yo, the
0: first song off that album, Loyalty. Mm. Yo, shout out to my man Birdo, yo. Cause yo. Because I know Birdo. <laughs> I, know, I know this album was probably his shit, dude. Yo, word.
1: Tony Sunshine ass nigga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> word. But yo, off the rip, like, that, that joint was produced by Buck Wild too. Mm-hmm. That joint was featured on a,
1: on a K. Slade mixtape, too. Yeah. Like. And he kept K. Slade on it. Because K-Slay hyped up the fucking song. Yo. And you know he's a he's a goon DJ. Word.
0: Another bass Fat Joe's covers. Yeah. Fucking goon singing. Goon like, singing. Goon singing. If, you're, if you know us, you know we enjoy some fucking goon yeah. singing. Yeah. Because all the goons get together in one room mm-hmm. and start singing the hook no matter how crazy it may sound It sounds good and it brings <laughs> harmony brings <laughs> harmony for real <laughs> Fucking goon singing yo Goon
1: fucking singing The fucking The ladies man Fat Joe With songs like I don't care about Nothing, nothing else, but else by me. By me.
0: <laughs> Nothing else Nothing else
1: Yo, I fucking... Soft side. Love that shit. The club shit with like a lean back or... Word. All the way up. Yo, the how you get...
0: Now, this is how you know niggas got pulled. Fucking Jay-Z came to him and was like, yo, listen, I need to get on the remix. Yes. <laughs> <Like, laughs> he was like, yo, this is so fucking New York. This is like such an anthem mm-hmm. and he came and, and, and jumped on the remix and and blessed it real quick. Yeah. Man. Like it was already a, a fire fucking song. Like that shit was turned all the way to fuck up when it came out and then adds Jay-Z to the shit. Like mm-hmm. oh my God and Remy changed her verse. Yo yeah 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 <laughs> I love I love Angry Remy because yeah. Angry Remy is fucking uh, Yo, she's she's so fucking nice, yo.
1: Angry fucking Remy. Words. Fucking going in. And it's like if you even if you go and look at all of his albums, he has he has like a track or two that pop out for radio play or club shit. Right. And like even with the mixtape era, Fat Joe had Mixtape era songs, like, like so much more, and fucking safe to say, Just Blaze fucking killed that safe to say beat. Like he has, you can compile a journey of Joe as a as an artist and as a rapper from each album, because in an essence, you want each album to monument yourself, but also. Depict what you're doing or going through at the time. Right. So, you won't, You don't want to hear the shit from 1995 in 2005, and you don't want to hear the shit from 2005 in 2015. Mm. And, like, and, and, he, and he basically has an album for every decade, mm. or albums from every decade, and it sounds like the decade. It sounds current at the time. Right. Like, even fucking, like, Make <laughs> It Rain. Right. Which is a strip club. Lil Wayne? Yeah. That's a fucking strip club term, as we all know, or most of us know. And that shit went fucking cross all the way the fuck over. And you got everybody who's not of this culture talking about make it rain, make it rain. Right. Like... (laughs) And that kind of goes back to what you said with like the the slang, what he did to the slang. It's like he he's from the Bronx he's fucking from New York he's part of the culture right so he definitely uses terms and words and slang in his songs and his lyrics that represent himself like it's it's real right and that's something that I enjoy listening to artists I want to feel like you're authentic even if I can't relate to you I want to feel like you're authentically you right if that makes any kind of sense and it should, it should always be that way because you have too
0: many people faking it. And then when they get pressed on some real shit, mm-hmm. they have no rebuttal. They're standing there looking stupid and yeah. I, now they getting clowned and shit like that. And, hmm. you know, they out there, but, you know, we all know who they are. Yeah. But uh-huh. I always enjoy somebody being real and they can always be vulnerable. They're not afraid to show like, I. Right yeah, I am I may be this, but let's talk about this side of me now, mm-hmm, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we're done with this side, let's talk about that side about me, too. But let's not forget that you can't res- disrespect this side because this side is going to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The front side that I showed you in the first place. So, you know, there's, there, there, there's many sides and many facets to an to a artist. And, you know, he cleverly shows that and effortlessly shows that he got a top spot in rap period in hip hop period you know what i'm saying you, you can't you can't take away anything from fat joe i mean terror squad look at the look, look at terror squad like you know held the team down and shit still hmm. rep them to this day you know what i'm this saying day loyalty you got you got to respect that like you said honor. You got to respect that in in, in a man and in the artist. And you never heard a situation where he was, you know, bitching about anything or you know whatever the case may be. You know, he he always held it down and he just been him, been authentic. Yep. So tsh, shout out to Fat Joe shout and I know I know Joe. we going to focus on one of his albums come soon. <laughs> yeah
1: one of these podcast episodes and shit man yeah we definitely got to be going to and I just like I like the fact that when I was like kind of like listening through a bunch of his tracks how I got like wrapped up just like going through his whole catalog right because he's definitely one of the artists and I love when this happens where where I look for a song then I'm like nah I want to hear this song and yeah. then I wanna hear this song. Yeah. And it's like I'm like thirty, forty, fifty minutes an hour, I'm just like scrolling through and picking right. different songs that I wanna hear from them. Because right. A, the catalogue is that deep. Yeah. And B, it's like they got they got hits all over the place. Right. So it's like I wanna hear this, I wanna hear that. And it just goes to show like the whole conglomerate of his career. And not a lot of people can give you not only a catalog, but also a catalog of, like, hit songs. Whether it be radio mm. hit, club hit, billboard hit, underground hit, a mixtape hit. He has a conglomerate of different hit songs that you could even wrap yourself up into. So you can definitely, like, dig in with a lot of his tracks. And he Facts. works with, like, top and great producers throughout his career, like Facts. Diamond D... Cool and Dre, fucking Khaled, fucking Just Blaze, fucking Knife Wonder, fucking... Like, so many. (laughs) The list. Collabs. The collabs are fucking endless. Like, we can't even talk about the fucking collabs, because it's going to take a whole fucking hour to to go through every every collab. Like, Like, fucking... Trey songs for the for the ladies, you know. The ladies. Uh. <laughs> got fucking Trey songs, Chris Brown, Ron Browse, fucking Jadakiss, fucking Raekwon. Word. He he is vast. Like you got like lyrical guys, you got club guys, you got street guys, you got. Pop stars, fucking Ricky Martin. Yo, so that's a fact. Yo, we got to
0: put these niggas on. Yo, the Livin' La Vida, Loka remix. Remix. With fucking Big Pun and Fat Joe on that shit. Yo. Yo, that shit right there mm-hmm. is smooth as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they both go in mm-hmm. on the lyrics for that shit. Word up. And even Ricky Martin was on the smooth shit. <laughs> on the hook. Like that shit, woo. that shit. You gotta have the big linens on, Word. The straw hat, the fucking, the the fucking pina colada shit, the the, the boats and the
1: fucking seagulls, with the fucking <laughs> straw hat or the wide brimmed hat. Woo, chilling, chilling, but the with the breeze only on you, ah. <laughs> nobody else. Street breeze. Word. Word up. Scott works with KRS One. Yo, Lil so many Wayne Swiss Jay Holiday, like not Tell. That. Yo, this guy's <laughs> <is> going in, <laughs> going in, <laughs> all right, yo, straight Scott up. Storch, like
0: Scott Storch, yo, him and Scott Storch. Like anybody he collabs with, it's like he got the golden touch, mm-hmm. he comes with such great material every time. <laughs> It's like you can't deny that shit, man. Word. Fucking
1: chill. Damn, I, I just realized he had a he had a Timberland producer. I didn't even know that. It's fucking Timberland? I fucking love Timberland. Yo. I know I already know Swiss Beats. He, he worked with M on the Lean Back remix. Oh, word. Which was just as fire as the first song. It wasn't as popular, but I like I like the remix with fucking Lil John. And fucking Eminem just going bonkers on a fucking song, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Like, I definitely missed that era of just artists like coming together right. and just going bonkers. And I and I do want to give Fat Joe credit for that because word, he always <sighs> likes to bring the a high level energy and artists together on tracks. Like, right, it'll be a song of him. And it'd be like four or five other rappers. And they all going the fuck in. Word. So definitely something that I admire about about Joey Crack, yo. But y'all definitely, there's, there's enough, there's a couple playlists already out. I was thinking about making a playlist to go along with this. Okay. But there's a couple playlists that already like exist. Right. So it's like, I would just go on your streaming service, look those up, and explore for yourself. And see what kind of joints are, are out there that, like, take you back to whatever ever you want to go to. 90s, Word. late 90s, 2000s, teens, whatever ever you want to go to. Word up. There's some Fat Joe shit there, man. He's a legend in our book. Word up. And just,
0: you know, hit us up on IG, whatever, and let us know, like, what's your top... Fat Joe joints. Yeah. Almost your top Fat Joe collabs. You know, let's get vocal on this. Hit us up. Let us know. But before right we get out of right here, we're going to give y'all some food for thought real uh-uh. quick. Food for thought. And you know. Got the munchies. <laughs> word up. And talking about Fat Joe, about him just, you know, being able to be great at, in any era of music. Hip-hop music, rap music, you know, just like a quote that Triple H said back, you know, when I, when I was watching WWE ah. for the dialogue and shit, adapt or perish. Mm. Now, what's real with that is that times change. You know, everything is not going to be the same. That doesn't mean that you have to change or you have to feel like you're a relic of the past. You have to adapt or perish, meaning that pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to what's going on, and make certain changes to adapt to the environment so that you survive and you don't get caught up with whatever bullshit that's being Mm. plugged into you to bring you down and to drag you away from what you're supposed to be doing and what your purpose is. Whether it be food, whether it be television, social media, you got to do things in moderation and just have some type of knowledge of how to filter and how to adapt so that you don't get caught up. See, my man Joe is smart. Yeah. He watches the game. And he makes his moves so that he knows when his presence is needed and he knows how to deliver his presence, meaning that he's adapting to what's going on, meaning that he cannot perish,
1: Ah. which means
0: that his music and what he contributes is eternal. You know what I'm saying? And that's very important. So you gotta adapt or perish because you can easily perish by being distracted mm-hmm. by everything else and not knowing where to go. And on that, I'm going to say peace. Yeah. Yeah. We up out of here. We up out of here. Getting on that fucking chopper. Top. Peace and blessings to all y'all. Thanks for listening every time. Yo, word up, word respect, up. Respect, love, we in here. Blom, blom. We out.